Hey. Yo. Hey. Uh, this is episode 24 Four. of whatever you need. This is Nick Workman speaking. This is Caleb Miller speaking. And Alex Bergen speaking. Um, today. Yeah, today. In this episode, Here. we speak with not one, but two. We've got Doug Lane. And Mike Van Kirk. Yes, Mike. two Bruin boys. Yep, yep, from Devil Wind Brewery. Brewing Company. Brewing Company. Yeah. yeah. Devil Wind Brewing, Brewing Company. Company. Yes. In. And where are they? They're in uh, Zeno, Ohio. Zeno, Ohio. That's right. Yeah. Answered your own question. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> do you know? It was semi rhetorical. Yeah. Did you listen to the episode already, Bergen? Yeah. Well, a let's bit. take a step back and enjoy. Yeah. All right. Um, we, uh, Caleb and I know Doug way back from our, our band camp days. Yes. Um, in West Virginia. In West Virginia. That, yeah. That uh, Mike eventually worked as well. But um, we caught up there. They they're like the lead brewers, and they helped start Xenia or uh, Devil Wind Brewing Company, and it's seems really cool. We really enjoyed their beers. We're gonna make a pilgrimage sometime, so yeah. if any of you fans want to come join us, hit us up. Re- really awesome, yep. like hyper local brewery, and the approach that they're trying to take is really inspiring and very cool. fresh. Yes, very fresh, very fresh beer. Uh, um, you know what else is fresh? What Dana? Oh, tell me more about Dana. Hey, the music we're going to feature this episode comes from the Columbus Psych Rock, Noise Rock, Punk Rock band, Dana. Rock Rock. Um, great, awesome group. Been Talk a fan rock. of them for a while. Very honored to feature them. Uh, we're going to feature music from their self-titled EP. That's Dana. 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 Because they're called Dana, so it's self-titled. And <laughs> Dana we're EP. also going to feature music from their Dana. Chaos promo EP, their latest release. So... If you enjoy it, check out the music. They're gonna have a new record coming out soon, or they're they're cutting it soon. So keep an ear, keep an eye. Out. That's what the promo's for. That's what the promo's for. Whose promo? Dana's. On. Whatever you need. Ah. All right, we are here drinking drinking with uh, two wonderful brewers. We've got Doug Lane. Hello. And Mike, I already forgot it. Mike Van Kirk. Mike Van Kirk. (laughs) Mike Van Kirk. All right, great. Thanks thanks for coming all the way from downtown Dayton. You guys said you live around downtown Dayton? Yep, Yep. downtown Dayton. They drove here from downtown Dayton, Mm -hmm. but you may know them from Devil Wind Brewing Company in Xenia, Ohio. So yes. first, Zeno. first, let's go through what are we drinking here? I've I've got a nice big glass of Dankel. Dankel. It is our Munich Dunkel. <clears throat> the Munich Dunkel. <laughs> it's like a dark lager, right? Yep. Okay. Just dark German lager. Sweet. And dank meaning awesome. Fucking awesome. Dank. <laughs> In contrast to that, what's this one? Uh, that's our Holland Campellus, so just super straw-colored, light German lager. Uh, you get a lot of breadiness from it, and then a little bit of spiciness yeah. mm. towards the end. Ooh, good, spicy. Good. Yeah, flavor down smooth. Have to go with that one. Man. And what am I? What am I drinking? That is heading west. It's our New England IPA. Um, really, really hazy. Uh, those are also known as hazy IPAs, juicy IPAs, northeast IPAs, any IPAs. There's a lot of different names for them. The um, good IPAs. Very, very smooth and uh, very, very juicy tropical flavors on that one. I love the name too. Yeah. So, but it's heading west. So last time, um, 
Last time Caleb and I spoke with Doug here, we were all working a band camp together in the middle of uh, West Virginia. So I, I guess my first question is, how did you get from and I and 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 uh, uh, Mike over here is also a music former music major. Yep. I guess my first question is, how did you guys get from music? Majoring in music to open. Did you actually open up the brewery? Are you like part owners, or let's talk about your relationship to the brewery first, and then maybe we'll get into how you got there. Devils yeah. wind. Right? So we're, we're Devil, both devil not, wind. There's no devil possessive. Wind. There's no possessive. No sorry. possessive in there. No. <laughs> That'll get Doug going. The devil's wind is a little stinky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So so yeah, we um, Michael and I are both uh, partners in the business. We um, ended up meeting up with two other guys. Um, I, I was bartending at a brewery in downtown Dayton for a while. Which one? Can uh, I Dayton, ask? Dayton Beer Company. Okay. okay. And uh, the, these two guys were friends with one of the brewers there, and they would come in. And um, you know, Michael and I had started homebrewing uh, right at the end of college, and we would give them our homebrews. And over time, they liked them enough that they wanted to start a brewery. Sweet. Yep. That's awesome. Wow. So it's just. That's simple. It went from hobby to more or less. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly can't remember at what point when we were homebrewing where we were just like, you know, let's do this professionally. Sure. sure. Yeah. sure. I mean, that was back in our day of drinking four or five bombers of triple IPAs or Imperial Stouts while we brewed. So I'm so sure that's it, probably why you don't remember. <laughs> right. well, I think it started out as a drunken joke first, too, yeah. honestly. Like, right. hey, let's do this for real. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And what made you choose, like, what was your, what's the relationship with Xenia? They, um, I mean, I know it's close to Dayton, but like... right, right. Well, uh, the biggest thing was they don't have a, they didn't have a brewery prior to us. Oh, and you... with the growing market and um, just how competitive it is, especially in downtown. Yeah, oh yeah, right. Right. Um, Dayton has like, I don't know, yeah. I, I can think of like at least three or four right. breweries, and I don't know anything about the Dayton area. Like sixteen. Yeah, in the Dayton yeah. area, there's a total yeah. of sixteen. I mean, that's, um, yeah, seventeen coming in like the next couple months. Highs yeah. per capita oh. rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. at that point. It's just like, what are you gonna offer? Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. 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 And uh, being in a no pun intended untapped market, uh, <laughs> that that was that was such a great you know opportunity. And oh, yeah. uh, actually, Xenia was home to the first Dayton area brewery back in the early '90s. It was called Miami Trail, and okay. the people okay. in Xenia loved it. Mm-hmm. And they were it ended up closing out uh, in the early. 2000s because it was just ahead of its time. The laws were a little bit wonky back then. Yeah, I know they've changed a lot. I've heard of that place. Even the last eight years or something. Yeah, Yeah. the laws are a lot more open and just friendly to breweries to keep, you know, because people enjoy them. The, The state at least realized that. You know, hey, we can make some money with these breweries here. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, taxes do a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's good. And but so Xenia was just. Are you still the only brewery in Xenia? Yes. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. and you've been open for I know it's relatively new. Nine, nine, ten months. We're celebrating March. Yeah, March thirtieth is um, coming up. Is going to be our one year anniversary. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. Nice. You guys yeah, got an event up. or anything going on or something? Yeah, we're gonna oh, do a big. Yep. Yeah. Party bash. What to go? Sweet. Yeah. yeah seriously. Wait, March thirtieth. Thirtieth. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have we'll have a uh, a couple special beers on tap. Um, gonna try to do something <laughs> special with a certain beer release. Uh, we're gonna have a great food truck, and uh, actually one of our partners plays in a band, and so oh, they're cool. gonna be playing, and we're gonna jump on horns. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, we got trumpet and and tuba, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. His daughter plays sax, so we get a cool. get a pretty, pretty cool. full horn section. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, that's super man. Fun. That's sweet. Oh. Um, so, so, man, that's great. That's like, this podcast is older than a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> you guys really are. Yeah, yeah, by a couple months. A few months, months anyway. yeah. 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 Similar yeah. ages. Yeah. You know, you get, you get done with college, you got a music degree, mm-hmm. do something unrelated. Do yeah. Something <laughs> totally different. Exactly. Did, did you both finish college? 
I did. I did not Sweet. finish, no. Good for you. Yep. Bad for you, Doug. I know. Were you guys both in music ed? You guys, or, or performance? Or performance. You, performance. Was, yeah, I, was yeah. In, I was in ed. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's, well, I guess... In right state, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right state. Cool. And I, But I guess you guys kind of already answered my next question of, like, how you got from music to drinking. It was just, like, hanging out in college, and it was just that relatively easy transition. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah. Was it hard <laughs> was to, it like... really that easy? Like, just... Yeah. Opened up a brewery. That's well, what I think we're getting at the same question. Yeah. yeah um, so it actually started out on Michael's birthday, like our senior year. Um, yeah. My like my mom just got me like a home brewing kit uh, for my birthday, and I decided to try that out on my own. And then I bought you know just all the gear by myself, and then tried a few recipes. Doug came over, brewed a couple times, and then and honestly, like before you knew it, we were both talking about opening a professional brewery. It was, I mean, it was that fast. <laughs> and you were just looking for a spot. I mean, like that yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we huh. like the two of us looked for a spot on our own for a while. And then like he mentioned, he was just taking beers into DBC for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Dave and Perry mm-hmm. were just, That's they loved weird. him. So, mm-hmm. you know. See, well, yes, because I imagine like <clears throat> that must be the hardest or like maybe not the hardest, but like the biggest part of starting your own brewery is kind of getting in that like homebrew, microbrew, like, society, or culture, I guess, and starting to get Definitely. to know those people. And those guys, like, honestly, Dave and Perry know everybody yeah. in Dayton. So mm-hmm. it was like, knowing those two puts you in connection with nearly everybody in the Dayton brewing community. So it's, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And there was a supportive, like, community that was like, yeah, start this, get going. You didn't oh, feel yeah. like it was like a... They were like, competitive. You know, any question we had, anybody would Sweet. answer it for us. That's so <laughs> refreshing. Because, yeah, I assume... Honestly, I assume those sort of things are just like, well, there's already too many of us, so like... Yeah, it's, it's, since it's, I mean, it, it, I guess it's a business, you know, and, and that's, you know, it, it is... Protect your neck, so... Yeah, yeah, right, right, mentality. so, yeah, I could see it being one of, both ways, you Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, support right. it or not. Well, with yeah. Dayton being such, like, it's a, you know, it's technically a city, but it's, it's, it's deep down, it's a small town. Right, right, Everyone right. knows each other. That's how and I think of right. people, <laughs> Yeah, people get, people get along yeah. fairly well, and that's especially, cool. the, yeah, the breweries, um, you know, they, they were all, I wasn't sure what to expect, but, you know, they were very supportive. They... Ended up saving us lots of money in the long run with mm-hmm. some suggestions oh, to sure. what we wanted to do originally. Oh, and, how um, difficult! Not being a business guy at all, like how difficult is it to start that like actual business side of the brewing and like keeping track of that? Sort of Doug knows quite a bit it about was, that. Doug it was it was very different. Um, yeah, you guys yeah. have roles that way, you know? Um, it, it kind of unspoken roles. Um, sure, when sure. we went into it. Uh, I so I since I was bartending, I mean, ever, I mean Michael was working. Uh, I think you were working at Lorenz at the time, a yep. music publishing company. So he was working daytime. Mm-hmm. Our partners Dave and Perry working daytime. So like I had literally all day to kind of do research and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I looked up business plans and um, you know everything you need to know about the state and the feds and what how to prepare. And we met. I mean every week for good eight months or so yeah. wow. and w- worked on our business plan yeah, and true. figuring out, you know, sp- spreadsheets with pricing and everything. And, um, you know, looking back on it now, our numbers are actually like, we were somehow, we were somehow pretty spot on with yeah. our situation. Yeah. Research. Right? Yeah. You didn't start yeah. it and it was like, Oh my God, we were wrong about everything. No, no. no. Yeah. Despite, wow. despite we, um, we, you know, we can talk about it later. We had, we had a pretty big hiccup, um, with our first, equipment manufacturer and mm. so that 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 put a little that was a bump on the road but with how with with our planning and how much we had saved up just for kind of you know rainy day money mm-hmm. um it we ended up being just fine man that, that that's is a cool that's a good thing to hear mm-hmm. it's starting to business. yeah i, yeah. Oh, I yeah. imagine that's like 
pretty unusual story to tell. Like, oh yeah, we went in there. It was smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, g- generally, <laughs> our first smooth. business just works. And, and was the investment like a lot of just taking loans and that sort of thing? We uh, so we got a a bank loan and then we got a loan from the city. The Z- uh, Xenia was very excited oh, to have a brewery. They gave sweet. us a loan at like maybe I think it was under one percent. Uh, <laughs> wow, interest yeah. rate killer. And yeah, those come. It's like you know, it's like Do as long as avant-garde like recording studio there. Because <laughs> <laughs> if so, yeah. Caleb and I are yeah. moving to Xenia. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, no. they, actually, the library in Xenia has a very they have a very small room with a recording studio. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're starting they're starting to change some oh, things yeah. around. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying to, trying to make it cool. Yeah, the city. I mean, the city has been. Uh, some of our biggest, you know, just fans. That's they, so awesome. They they've been behind us f- since day one. They didn't even try our beer. They were just like, "Yep, we want you guys in town." You walked like into a community mm-hmm. right away. Yep. Yeah. Wow, and, that's cool. And be I mean, I know you said you picked it because it like didn't have a sort of like uh, brew environment already. But where like did you guys have to do a lot of like culture? Like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like trying to hype it up and get the locals involved and like that sort of thing. I'd no. say so. I mean, we bit. were we were pretty active on on social media for about mm-hmm. a year before we opened, and we did oh, okay. and we did an open house mm-hmm. probably six months before we opened about mm-hmm. then. Wow, that's, um, that's good timing. Wow, yeah. cool. wow. Hmm. But it, so, so you had already decided, man. It took that. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but it was that like far planned advance where you're like. You're already marketing a year before. I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's I mean, that wasn't like totally by design either. Like, oh, it, sure. we were originally planning to be open at the end of um, what 2017. 2017, and okay. then we got pushed back to March just with uh, licensing and permits and yeah. mm-hmm. all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But we we pretty much just started posting and having an online presence the moment we started you know, work in our building. Yeah, but you yeah. didn't know like a lot of Xenia locals before doing this. No. Okay. Oh no. no. But well, the, and the community's kind of just rallied behind yeah, you. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's and that's, you awesome. mentioned your facilities. So this is, uh, you brew mm-hmm. and have a tap room right? yes. in, in the, the same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's really what your space is? Yeah, yeah um, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like we've got, we're like work in the back and play in the front. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. And then food truck out front or something? You don't have a kitchen? No, oh, yeah, no we, kitchen. we do yeah. We do rotating food trucks uh, okay. usually Thursday through Sundays. Seems to be the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. people people Every there, especially out in Xenia, they don't get that. You know, like Their most exotic restaurants are like McDonald's, and they have yeah. they have two Mexican restaurants. <laughs> They've gone crazy over the Little Caesars that just opened back up. <laughs> and, there's, and now you have a Little Caesars food truck, right? Yep. It's just a dude sitting with like 20 boxes. He just doesn't buy them and then them over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sells so, them at six dollars. <laughs> you gotta pay for this gas. Yeah. <laughs> but it keeps him a little warmer. Mm-hmm. He just likes he just likes dressing up as the dude too. <laughs> yeah, the beats. Yeah, guys um can or bottle or is it all growlers or is it like um, all tap room sales for all tap room sales cool. Yep. cool 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 so cool, cool. i mean obviously we'll do growlers in our tap room mm-hmm. if somebody wants to fill it but yeah you're not going to see cans or bottles yeah. for quite some time yeah right yeah. now we're barely keeping up with the tap room demand oh sure yeah. Wow. yeah i mean and that's that's a good problem to have you like, said there what's your output yeah, like how how big are the batches that you guys are doing? Uh well the smallest size batch we do is 5 barrels um and you, wow. you i mean we how much use, is a barrel 
barrels that, 30 gallons. Okay. So wow. it's about 150 gallons mm-hmm. per batch. That's, and that's some beer. We have a couple 10-barrel yeah. <laughs> tanks, which we usually do the loggers in, just because those take a little bit longer. Sure. And mm-hmm. those are our best sellers. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Hmm. What the, the, oh, the we met, you mentioned lager in a long time. You know Four String Brewery and how they just like closed yeah. overnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was like such a big deal around town because they had you know like their lager was everywhere and then it just wasn't there mm-hmm. one night overnight. <laughs> Related to that, I mean, how does like product development and like beer development work with you guys? Do you guys just like sit around and try it? Nope, try it. Nope, try it. Like I mean, honestly, like a lot of the stuff that we make in the brewery is stuff that we've been making in my garage for like the last. Five or six years. Sure, you know? yeah, so yeah, sure. That's the that's the lab time. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. And and once uh-huh. you get once you get down to it, like once you get the steps down, you can kind of adapt your process to different recipes and different styles pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say like we do an imperial stout, which is something that we haven't really done a whole lot on homebrew scale. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, we do a wheat beer, which is something that we haven't really done on homebrew scale, but. I mean, as far as like recipe design goes, we pretty much just design it and roll with it. And yeah. rolls there is that like, are you more of the yeah? I was just designers, gonna ask. or do you each kind of have your like? Have you settled into? Because you said it's basically mostly you two and two other fellows yeah. that are like yeah. the main mm-hmm. the main gentlemen that run it. Yeah, well, we, like we're, we're so we do everything on the brewing side. Okay, we're, okay. We're the only, Sweet. Yeah, we're the only ones that do anything on okay. the production end. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Um, the other guys at this point kind of you know they'll take care of some stuff like getting supplies like you know for the tap room and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. other than that, their role pretty much is come out, hang out, and manager just drink. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, we, we've got we've got really good employees right now that mm-hmm. take care of you know all the you know all the business and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that was like, did you have yeah. a whole lot of people? Try to apply a and decent all that amount. to be a yeah. park at tennis. Yeah. Yep, That's a decent cool. amount. How, how'd you decide? <clears throat> I mean, uh, I don't know. Just... The coolest shirt. <laughs> cool shirt. Doug <laughs> was the guy that, that did was, that. Yeah, yeah. That, I've never like interviewed somebody before, sure. before this, and I was yeah. like, well, I mean, I like you guys. That's pretty much it. So, out of all not a douche. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the four people we hired at the start, only one of them ended up being a. Kind of a mistake, flaky. <laughs> a flaky <laughs> mistake. Or he ended up kind of firing himself one oh. night. He, <laughs> hey, that happens. He got pretty pretty messed up and. Uh, yep. Yeah, that'll yeah, do it. Happen. That that kind of brings me to something I was wondering about, like when, I guess almost looking at the more serious side of like brewing in general, I I hear so much about like these brewing cultures and like employees <clears throat> at breweries just like. How in some ways it it can be like a damaging culture in some ways and like you really it like breeds that alcoholism in some in in some ways and I'm not trying to like point that finger or anything mm-hmm. like that but like have you guys noticed sides of that or like has some of that scared you where it's just kind of like well I'm at work I'm drinking and now oh I go home and I'm drinking you know it's just it's just like you're always surrounded by that thing of alcohol and I wonder what, if that's had much of an effect on you. Definitely with, like, work-related drinking, we try to keep it small. And mm-hmm. Sure. Like, any kind of tasting panel or, like, mm-hmm. QC stuff we do is just, like, super small samples. But, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I would say in the industry and just, like, in, a, in and around beer geek culture, you probably see a lot of alcoholism that is not necessarily totally identified because people don't want to. Right, yeah. Because it's just, like, under the guise of a hobby. Yeah. Right. But right, 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 right. Yeah, because it's that, like, joke of, like, oh, man, I, like, who wouldn't want a job where you can just show up and have a beard? But then it's like, well, at a certain point, you have to stop drinking. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you definitely have to be very mindful yeah. Yeah. Right. what you're doing. It's like the opposite of, like, probably what beer used to be to you. Yep, where it's right. like, absolutely. Oh, if only I had more beer. 
And I was like, sure. Stop. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I yeah. mean, there are some days when we get there at seven in the morning or eight in the morning and pull a sample of something and you're, you're just kind of like, God, man, I haven't even had my coffee yet. Yeah. And I have oh, to man. make an informed decision if, if that was good or not. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, I mean, really, it's it's gotten to the point, like, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I love I love beer. I love what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some times, like, I just go home and I'm just, I, you know, I, I don't even have a shift beer. Like, I'm just not in the mood for yeah. anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, you know, from, from you know, forums that we read and like things we've seen especially in even in the Dayton culture uh you know it, 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 you've got to be careful you got to be yeah you just got to be mindful and you got to um make sure you're you're tracking or just at least like keeping up with yourself and making sure you're not getting too wild yeah. it's, it's very easy it's yeah. very easy oh yeah, yeah. well yeah. I imagine that's the magic word like not to sound like a yuppie but just mindfulness, mm-hmm. mindfulness. oh yeah, yeah. how oh, much no. <clears throat> how much should I have or like how much how much gets me to, to what I want and like what do I want out of this beer? Is it really to taste or do I need to chillax? Mm-hmm. Do I really need to chillax? You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You guys ever on the, the beer subreddit? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every couple Bergen of weeks. Bergen lives on Reddit. Yeah, basically. He loves Reddit. Uh, well, we've, the, Bergen's the reason we've had a couple Reddit guests. That's true. Yeah. No. That's true. Oh, nice. oh, that's cool. very yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least one. Oh, I, I think just. Was, uh, was it just the. Ocean Liners. Yeah. Ocean Liner one? Ocean Liners. Um, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, it's every couple of weeks you hear somebody saying, hey, you know, I'm announcing I, I, uh, I have to take a break, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and there's, there's, so there's a professional brewer subreddit, and right now in that subreddit, it's dry January. Oh, So cool. everybody's just trying uh, not to drink through. I, I made it one day. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Cheers. It said collaborations are okay, and I'm considering this a collaboration. So. Yeah, see, yeah. How how is she supposed to make new friends, right? Right. Well, I mean, you could definitely make it without alcohol. That's not what I'm saying. But it's yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's like brewing. so cool <laughs> to me just that the culture, I mean, I think that even dispels something to me about the culture. I thought, yeah, I assume something different about the culture where not necessarily aggressively <clears throat> like, break, bitch, but like, uh, yeah. I think that's so cool that it really is trying to in, uh, encourage that like, self-care oh, and that like no. the culture realizes how damaging it can be definitely on the on the professional side of things i think That's there's great. a lot of self-awareness yeah. every once in a while though i'll still get called a pussy if i don't sure. buy another beer sure yeah, well, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. when we were in uh, denver for a great american beer festival that was just like an entire wink of binge drinking mm-hmm. right. oh, so. yeah. well I, but to be fair so is every conference i imagine True. yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> like, i know it's like the whole concept of conferences yours is probably a you know only level yeah, yeah. yeah. A conference beer conference yeah that's right yeah. OBA, yeah i mean yeah. especially i mean it's like guys there's yeah come on like yeah you're not do here. you want do we want to learn something or not like <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go and hang out with everybody and do just same thing we're doing but let's not call it OBA. You know? okay. <laughs> so for the listeners, OMEA is Ohio Music Educators Association, uh, and it's something. Uh, at least the three. Did you ever go to OMEA? Mike? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some um, uh, every most. I would say most music students. Definitely every music ed student goes to in yeah. college, and yeah. and many practicing music educators do. I have and, not, but I'll, I'll <laughs> shout out. Forced into. Yeah. What so, was was the Denver one? Uh, pretty informed because well, that was recently, right? Wasn't didn't you guys like just arrive back? It was, it was in September, and so oh, uh, okay. I yeah. thought that was maybe because I knew you were coming from a flight last time we tried mm-hmm. to record this, and I didn't know if that was like no, nah, I was down in back. Florida. Oh, okay, well, sweet. Um, doing the Florida yeah. thing, doing yeah. the Florida thing, you know, yeah, I had to so go like, find Florida vacation. Man in the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so the Great American Beer Festival out in Denver is just a beer festival, it's just sure. uh, there's there was 4,000 beers available for people to sample. 
Uh, I mean, there's like so over, catch them all. over right. 800 breweries, 800 breweries, like and, and it's also it's like it's wow. the biggest competition, uh, at least oh, in the wow. U.S. I think maybe sure. in the world. Sure. But like that's that's you know people go there in hopes if you, you know if you get a medal on that people seek out your beer. Sure. Yeah. Um, sure. But did we, you rep Devil Win there? Oh yeah, oh, we, did. we did. Oh yeah, sweet. We, wow. we had a booth and we were in the competition and everything. That's awesome. Didn't win, but hey, that's a, right. Right. Had a four gram. There's nothing nothing shameful about that. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean that. So the. That was just fun. Like it was just going out. It was pretty much a vacation. Just go try a bunch of beers, yeah. go to a bunch of Denver breweries. Um, and then, so there's the Craft Brewers Conference, which is actually out in Denver uh, this year. And that's more informative. That's more okay. like where you go to learn some stuff, yeah, right. some technique, and mm-hmm. some new ideas and approaches. Right. Have you guys done any of that? Like, I hear of, I, I we have another friend whose sister is like in Germany right now studying brewing, right? Yeah, she's probably back by now, but she's uh, like a, you know, basically a brewer, like a product developer for, for Rheingeist. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they paid for her to go over there for all close to a year um, to study with just like four different brewers like around Germany. Man. Yeah. But such a, like, such a unique right. situation. She did um, uh, supply and chain management like as a study and a field and everything. And yeah, then she got into brewing and was like, oh, well, let's merge these and, you know, send you on their way. Yeah, it was a really cool thing. That's cool. Yeah, she's, 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 some cool stuff. Yeah, hey, have you guys had like the opportunity to do any like studying in that sort of sense or anything like that, or it's just like DIY? Uh, let's do it. It's mostly been DIY. I mean, the the only kind of studying we've done, uh, you know, we 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 took a trip back in 2016. Michael and I went to um, we went to Munich for Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. and so oh, that, oh, our, oh, our studying was pretty much just going around and drinking liters of beer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I mean that that was very exciting. beneficial. It was beneficial because I mean, it's the same as music school. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's different, right? <laughs> right. Just location, just as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, to actually taste the German beers as fresh as possible, since that's something we specialize in. Yeah. It was really nice to be able to kind of have a goal to set, you know, to see what we want to aim for. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Man, what cool. makes a German beer like, what is that? What makes Germany. it so different? It's just that full flavored lager experience. So like sure. if you have that Hellas compared to, mm. yeah, exactly. Good commercial. Oh, that flavor? <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you have that side by side with like a Budweiser or something, you're going to notice just like a, a lot more of a full grain profile. You're going to notice the hops a lot more. You notice a lot of things if yeah. like, <laughs> alongside with Budweiser. Yeah, he's talking about he's talking about Budweiser right now. Yeah. You're talking about a Bud Light. <laughs> I, I, yep, I feel the same way. Yeah, we talk about yeah. Bud Heavy or Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's great. Um, so, how many beers do you guys have available? Like at any one time. Yeah, at any one time. If right. I were to walk in, right now we have ten. Ten. Uh, we had we have so we have twelve taps. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's always dedicated to a cider, mm-hmm. um, which we're actually collaborating with a local winery on uh, doing a cider. Oh. So oh. I mean, before too long, all twelve taps uh, will be something that we've you know contributed towards. But mm-hmm. usually, on average, I'd say we have about eight to ten of our own beers on. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, can you Rotate? say? Oh, oh sorry. Can no. you say who the local winery is? Uh yeah, Caesar Creek Vineyards. Oh, okay. Cool. Caesar. Represent. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Caesar's Pizza. Caesar's Creek. Yes. <laughs> yes. Coming together. Little Caesar's Winery. That's coming together. Uh, but do, you, do you guys rotate those taps, or is it those those eight to ten? Or um, we pretty much just keep consistent. it on until yeah. it's gone. Right. Right. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We we have about. I mean, I'd say we try to have 
about the same five or six on all That's the time. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, you know, new you, standards. The, the, the New England, the Hellas are always on that. Dunkle's going to have to be around now because mm-hmm. people right. have been loving it. But mm-hmm. um, Well, with a name like Dankle. Right. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm swoon. <laughs> <laughs> but we always try to have like a, a variety, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Son always have uh, a couple lagers, have some sort of dark beer, like a stout. Um, mm-hmm. You know, We usually have an oatmeal stout, but we have the Imperial right now. Ooh. For the winter, oh um, man, I gotta. Yeah, we're making a we're making a road trip. I know yeah. that's all I can I think about right now. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me next let me know next time you go to Dayton. We'll make it. We'll make a weekend. That's out. right. I could make an excuse this weekend. <laughs> it's, it's only about maybe an hour from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that ain't bad. Ain't yeah, if you don't catch traffic, it's not bad. Yeah. Hey, hey, all you listeners out there, you want an excuse to go? You hit up your host here. We'll make a little road trip. We'll make a we'll make a good time out of it. Yes, instantly. Um. You can ride in the back of my hamster car. Hamster? Oh, yeah. Hamster car? Kia Soul. curious as far as like just going into something that is like it's clearly a passion and like a, a, a pet project right like this um how like are you able to break away from work very easily like does this consume like 75 to 90 percent of your all your time and your effort are you able to keep up hobbies like what has this done to your like personal life having like a hobby being your business your life I mean, it definitely changed the whole beer brewing aspect, right? Because you're not doing it for enjoyment. You're doing it because yeah. you have to sell it to people, and it has right. to be something that people like. But I would say, I mean, when we first opened up, it, there was definitely, a, I mean, everybody spent a lot of their time at the brewery. And mm-hmm. when we were doing build-out, everybody was always there. Um, but now that we've got employees there that are actually working the tap room and, and taking care of the front of house stuff, we're at least the two of us were able to take a little bit more time to ourselves and that's good yeah yeah well like i was thinking because i imagine you know with any project there's the initial part i imagine the initial setup and like the build and like that first opening was like so rewarding and like that's probably all you thought about and all you want to be part of but it's almost like that honeymoon period and eventually that wears off and it's like okay i do have to get up and go to work today and there are probably days where it's like not as interesting i just wonder what that like process is like and what that's kind of done to you or something like that. Sure. Um, so, I mean, at least with me, fortunately, uh, out of, you know, we've almost been open for a year. Mm-hmm. And in that time, not counting build out since we've been brewing, uh, I, I only consider that like, I've worked one day. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, building has a good feng shui. Like, there's just something about it. Like, it, I, I never walk in there. I'm just like, this place it just yeah. feels yeah. good right. to, to step in there i don't know right we go ready to work we have yeah. we, we have as much freedom as we want like we, right. we, we make our own schedule usually it's like the day before like hey let's get there at nine tomorrow mm-hmm. and we, we kind of we have a lot of freedom of creative freedom and it's you know it's it's a fantastic situation so i, I never really i never really like don't look forward to going That's there. Great. I, you know, yeah. most of the time I'm, I'll, I'll go out there all the time just to hang out. Like I'll go home for a little bit and then come back and just hang out in yeah. the tap room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's yeah. get to know your patrons mm-hmm. better, I imagine, and yeah. like your employees and have that sort of respect. That's great. Mm-hmm. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. So with with 
uh, all this craft beer stuff, you know, I mean, I don't know really necessarily the date it started, but it's, you know, it's been exploding the last while. Um, I, like... Seems like it's almost that, like, it's kind of yeah, gone over I was, critical mass. I, I was even going to ask that point if it's... You're starting to get weird now. Yeah, if it's, <laughs> yeah. If it's, if it's, if it's reached the point... The same beer. That, that wasn't my question, but, but the thought was, yeah, if it's reached the point of saturation. Um, but, like, you know, there's so much talk of it. I don't know, like, beer. You know, what is... How beer, do you what is like it? somebody mentions somebody mentions a stout. That's somebody the name of this an IPA, episode. Somebody <laughs> yeah. mentions a lager. Like how do you how do you describe you know um, that to people? I don't mm. know. Like you know, hey, this is what a lager is. This is what a stout is. This is what, you know what are the, what are those? those yeah, beers? do those definitions even apply anymore? What are like, what's like? What what are the main beers that you would brew? You know. Um, I mean, so yeah, th- those still apply to us because we, like I mentioned before, like we're focusing on uh, like traditional German beers. Uh-huh. And, I mean, for the most part, up until recently, we were really just doing traditional, a lot of old world styles, um, mm-hmm. mostly German and English. Okay. And uh, now we've started to kind of, we since it's winter time and we've been making more stouts, we've been getting a little weirder, adding more like adjuncts and flavorings to mm-hmm. things. Like we did a... What is an adjunct? Sorry. Uh, uh, usually just like some like flavorings or uh, you know like things like lactose yeah, just like or separate ingredient right anything sure. that's not, not oh, so you make the beer and add something yeah. to it. Yeah. do you or do you not still meet the requirements laid down in the Reinheitsgebot some of the beers some of the beers well honestly technically no on <laughs> on everything because um, in order to fall under that law we would have to have just barley hops yeast and water yeah um, and even the Hellas we start with reverse osmosis water and we add minerals back to it oh so that's technically oh that's a pretty cool process yeah I didn't uh, I've never heard of doing that before um, what kind of I mean can you is it a like a proprietary secret? No, it's something that everybody, most everybody does. Um, oh, most breweries do that. Yeah, so different different salts and different um, mineral profiles in your water can give you different flavors from what ingredients you're using. So if you're uh, using water that's really high in sulfate content, you're going to get a lot of bitterness uh, mm-hmm. from the hops. So that's going to be very accentuated. Um, in a beer like a New England IPA, we use a lot of calcium and a lot of chlorides. So oh, it makes yeah. the beer a little bit more soft and then a little bit more palatable to drink, less sharp. So it's not so much that it's adding that flavor, but it's bringing out the flavor of what you're, of like the hops. And the yeah, think of it as just like using table salt on your food that you're cooking at home. Oh, okay. it's just sure. yeah. Oh, answer. yeah, it brings the flavor more yeah. to the front. Okay. Yeah. If, oh, that's interesting. If we were going lightest to darkest with your beers, like what's the lightest beer that you, you would have? Probably the Holland Camp. Okay, which is a, a lager? Yeah, yep. Hellas okay. lager. Hellas lager, and then we kept ticking. So Hellas is a style? Hellas. Yep. I just yep. don't know that Munich Hellas. Word. Okay, mm-hmm. is that a place? I mean, I know Munich is. Um, I, Hellas is not. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. That's Hellas. just the style no, that's a, that's from just, Munich. That's just yes. the light, okay. light lager. Yeah, Hellas is German yeah. for, I can't remember if it's light or like, yeah, something like that. Yes. <laughs> it's, Yellow. it's German for deliciously Well, Dunkelmead is dark, so. <laughs> right, right. Oh, um, I wanted to ask you, Bergen. So you oh. brought up you brought up the the beer, the beer law, the Reinheitsgebot, which I've heard of. One of the few I things I remember from writing a paper on history of beer in Western Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's great. Can we describe whether whoever it is? Can we describe for our listeners what that is? Um, Mike, no, you. You're very the historian. Well. Yeah. it's a Bergen. Man, I'm so like Bergen. not prepared. It's um. Uh, an agreement about what ingredients were allowed to be used in beer for it to be legal and oh, so in, it's actually a legality thing from in Germany, yeah. Right. Because otherwise, Old. You, you, obviously, we're not I, talking I about. I think the day. idea. Uh, correct me if 
if I'm wrong, was that people were making inferior product uh, to try and like dupe buyers. So it's QA. Yeah, it's sort just of. QA. Well, it's just like any government regulating sure, of yeah, yeah. a product. Right. But that was. I, I really was throwing it out there more as a joke because I don't remember the details. Oh, I, just, <laughs> I have that name that? floating around in here. Yeah. Do you know when it was decreed? Anybody? Or passed as Honestly, law? Not sure. uh, I don't know if it, decree is the right word. Forever ago. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, I was it, just thinking like 1800s. 50s. Actually, uh, no. Was when, Germany a country? It, I feel That's like it was, the main. Uh, it's it when we 15, were 1415. Oh, so when long we before Germany. I think it was the the 500th anniversary of the Rhine Heights mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, sweet. Yeah, 1516. Yeah. 1516. So there you go. Oh, Wasn't hey, in German. Bingo. That was more of like. I don't know, 1950, 1960. It was what I was thinking. Yeah, 1516. A five is involved. Right, 1516. That's they had they that was yeah, before they had no they, idea what yeast was right. so it was just probably like hops and water. water yeah that was it was the magic that made beer you know yeah <laughs> it was just on the brewing like, stick oh no go ahead oh, oh go ahead. so go. yeast isn't like or I guess before people knew what micro you know microbes and that sort of thing were the yeast wasn't intentional it was just part yeah of they had no idea what was making the beer uh, beer they I mean. I mean, so, I guess I figured, I guess, like, I imagine, obviously, we didn't know what yeast was and that it's physically, like, you know, what? A micro. Jizzing oh. alcohol, but, like, um, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know was there was important. nothing intentional. Okay. A lot of the equipment back then, you have to think, was wooden. So yeah. it was just super, super porous, and d- there was just tons of room for all kinds of microbes to just settle in there and and, and breed, you know? And yeast was that mm-hmm. microbe. Yeah. Among others, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like a family would own a brewery and they'd have the family mash paddle that they would use to stir up the, you know, the grain, the mash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might have been on that. And, it, you know, it goes into the kettle and it gets, you know, it gets in the solution. And they just pass that on to the next generation of brewers. And it just, uh-huh. the, the strains of yeast have just developed over hundreds of years, thousands of years. So the taste is actually coming from the paddle. In the taste way. is in the paddle. Yeah, right. yeah. the taste is in the, the proof paddle. is in the pudding. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's so, great. So it's kind of interesting. Like, this is the second podcast where we've had a, a discussion of yeast because of uh, our bread. Fan of bread. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. When we, we talked a, to we Dan DePiro. Oh cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he talked a lot about uh, using the same yeast cultures in uh, sourdough that mm-hmm. he did at home. So. So, so have, like, all these different styles of beer existed that long as well, you know? New England IPA is, like, a, would say probably three- or four-year-old style. Wow. Um, it's it's fairly new. So, it's, and, 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 yeah, with that, because, like, when I think of, you know, craft beer, I, that's what I think of, or, you know, uh, yeah, IPAs and porters and stouts and I don't know, I don't know, ten other names. Because well, um, wasn't an IPA, like, I mean, that's India Pale Ale, but that's, like, it was so bitter, so it wouldn't spoil or something. Yeah, like when on the East India Trading <coughs> Company from uh, Britain would take right. it. You know, they'd just load it with hops, so it's so it, you know because it's a preservative, yeah. and that way it can make the journey all the way to India. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like some of the oldest styles of beer were you know like the, so the the world's oldest brewery uh, is Weinstefan. It's in Germany, uh, and that was established in 1040. Yeah. And so I mean, the the German lagers have been around for a very long time. So that's probably one of the first. Yeah, yeah, much. That's, yeah. that's just funny that we call them German lagers because mm-hmm. they're much older than 
Germany. Right. The uh, well, <laughs> well, the yeah, yeah, as we call it. Right. I guess Germany, Germany as the country. As the, right. the, as, the uh, as the but not the Germanic tribes. I suppose. Right. Yeah. I mean, there there's uh, old beer recipes from like ancient Egyptian times. Like people right. people mm-hmm. somehow you know it rained on someone's grain and then they're like, oh what's, oh man, like they drink it and they're like, oh yeah, I'm wait, I'm drunk. Yeah. Like, awesome. What is this? <laughs> right. yeah. I feel great. Right. Yeah. Do you know? If, is there anywhere to get like modern reproductions of things like that? I know Dogfish Head did some. Yeah, they, they, they did. did they did like some sort of Egyptian beer. Um, I mean. I remember wanting to do one for a long time for some reason back in homebrewing days, sure. but um, it's you know, like any theoretical fun, like yeah, yeah, just for something. But yeah, what's it gonna taste like? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, because it's not carbonated, I imagine. No, not back then for sure. Yeah. Like, or even like any hint of like, I mean, even I know now like nitro's a thing and all that, but even. So what? It would just be this flat goop. No, there'd be a little bit of natural carbonation from the yeast, sure. since it's producing. Well, I guess some if CO2. it's active, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're basically you're drinking the yeast mm-hmm. at that point, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there like, there'd be small levels of carbonation in it. One thing my dad always because my dad has done a bunch of home brewing, actually won some awards. I don't want to I don't want to hype up Papa Weichman, but he did win uh, best best homebrew at uh, Athens Brew Week. Um, wow. But. He he would always talk about like the the importance of like digesting the actual yeast and whatnot and how it like aids in digestion. Do you guys know anything about that? I'm just curious. Yeast is a pretty healthy probiotic. I mean, sure. it, it functions like the same way that like lactobacillus would in your gut. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I feel much better now that he wasn't bullshitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my, because he would always, you know how so many people, you crack a beer, and you don't, if it's a craft or a homebrew, you don't pour out the yep. little end, because you right. get all the stuff in. He would, he would always, like, you know, tilt my hand and be like, no, no, it's good for you. <laughs> you just so. uh, swirl it up before you do it. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's your uh, current favorite that you guys are working on or, or drinking? I always default between the Hellas and the Dunkel. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, I have we do a Centennial IPA that's pretty good. It's I mean, it's just like a super middle of the road, like mm-hmm. Midwest style IPA, kind of like Bell's Too Hearted or something like that. Sure. Super mm. easy okay. to drink. Yeah, you can't go more. wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's your best, what's your most popular? The Hellas is definitely the most popular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? That really? outsells everything by like two to one every mm. week, wow. every week. Mm. Oh wow! Hellas mm. and Hellas and Dunkel have been just destroying everything <laughs> lately. How much is like the ABV that you guys list associated with how much people buy? I always wonder, like, are people just always like, oh, "I'll take the cheapest." Most alcoholic thing I can get. <laughs> Not, we, that, got, that happens. We've but, got right. one guy. There are certain people, I'm sure, but we've got one guy who was we. Um, so we had a batch of IPA when we first opened that was like not quite to our quality standards, but we had one guy that absolutely loved it because it was like a six percent beer, and at one point we were charging like three dollars a pint for it. Well, just so trying we to get had like yeah. six yeah. every night or something like that, you know? Yeah, he'd have six and then yell at us for never bringing it back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. And that yeah, that's funny. Right. That literally happened. What is like uh, just this? 
process in general taught you about like I guess yourselves as far as like discipline and like that sort of thing I imagine it's kind of like opened up some new lot some like new doors or something um, anything come to mind <laughs> maybe that's a weird question I mean most of the time on brew days I don't mind getting up at 6 a.m. Sure. And that's, you know, yeah. that's kind of weird. That's something I've never... You're, like, cool. excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not excited. I mean, by the third or fourth time my alarm goes off, I'm, you know, by, like, 6.30, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm, and I'm a little excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, For a while there, we were uh, double brewing. So we've got a couple 10-barrel fermenters, but our brew house is only five barrels in capacity, so we have mm-hmm. to brew twice to fill some of those fermenters. Mm. Um and for a while, we were having like 14 to 16 hour work days filling those fermenters and sometimes like overnight. So, you know, like if it needs to be done, we'll get it done. But right. uh, now we've started brewing one day, we'll pitch the yeast and then come in and brew the second half the next day. Okay. So it's a little bit easier. Yeah. What's like, a, I guess, how often do you have that like that brew day? Well, I guess now it's a two day part, but like how often are you you know, filling up that, because what is it, you, I know you'll have to use like multiple tanks, right, for a single beer? Yeah, like well, we've, we've got five different fermenters and three different bright tanks, so we... What's a, I don't know what a bright tank does. We'll, so we'll ferment in the fermenting vessels, and then as soon as it's done fermenting, we transfer it to the bright tank, Okay. Uh, which is where it clears up and it gets carbonated, oh, okay. and then from the bright tank, we just transfer it to kegs. Okay, so you just add like a little more yeast in the bright tank or something? We or? use uh, just CO2. We've got a tank of CO2. Oh, okay. Carb. okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yep. gotcha. I guess that would that would make more sense. Man. How, so, sorry, how often How often about do you do that? Like, um, does it switch? We, we, about two batches yeah, every week. Two, two to three. I mean, there there were times that we did, we you know, we probably brewed four times a week, but that was at our busiest in the summer. But. Yeah, over the summer we're a little bit more busy. And that's you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's you two people making all this beer. Yep. Man. So how long does it take to go from raw ingredients to <coughs> drinkable beer? Like Roughly between depends two and three weeks. Yeah, it kind of depends yeah. on style. Like our lagers are going to take anywhere between like six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, but something like a New England IPA, we could turn around in about three weeks. Oh. Pretty quick. Yeah. And if, if, okay. I was just going to say, and that's why you only have the three... Three brighteners you said versus like the five fermentation tanks, and also and also for space, um, you know we uh, <coughs> our bright tanks have to be in our walk-in cooler because they they we don't run we, we we run glycol through our uh, fermenters to pretty much just antifreeze to keep them cooled, uh-huh. and these bright tanks aren't outfitted for that, so we keep them in there. It's it's more so for a space reason, and uh. um, but we don't we don't ever really need anything more than that. At least right now, we're mm-hmm. able to you know keg enough stuff or keep them in there whenever we don't need to you know fill kegs and yeah um we've got it down to where we're pretty much just you know as as almost as efficient as we can be as far as filling and emptying tanks and rotating things around yeah that's awesome if you had to describe the process of like making a beer you know in one minute or less or something how does it work you know Um, two minutes. 60 seconds. Two minutes. You have 120 seconds. I'd say really if it starts, if it's a style that we haven't had, it starts with getting a few commercial examples, just like famous, well-known mm. commercial examples mm-hmm. of that style, sitting down, drinking them, um, and figuring out what they taste like, and then um, just like a lot of online research after that, just to see what grain profile we're going to need, what hot profile we need, what... Um, is the IBU typically, what's the ABV typically for this style. So 
Um, IBU being like the bitterness. Bitterness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I guess I even meant like the process of like making a beer. So like, you start. Oh, with like the water. actual process right, of right, brewing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So you start with like water. Yep. So <laughs> and you drink it, <laughs> and then and then you pee it out and, and it's beer, and then. <laughs> Uh, heated water, so uh-huh. we heat our water, um, and then we mix it with grain in our mash tun, and then that sits for about an hour, and then that gets recirculated, so we set that um, So you're grain. bringing the flavors out of the grain when you're recirculating? We're converting the starches in the grain into fermentable sugar. Okay. Yep. Um, and then we recirculate to make that grain bed act as a filter in the mash tun, mm-hmm. and then we run that off into the kettle, and at the same time, we're pumping sparge water in on top, so we're rinsing Whoa. that grain and okay. draining it off into, into the kettle at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and then you boil it. And during the boil is when you add the hops. And then after that, you whirlpool for a little bit. Um, whirlpool? And that, yes. So that makes coagulate. <laughs> you put in a big jacuzzi. Yeah, that's awesome. yeah, 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 right. <laughs> a beer jacuzzi. Um, so when you boil something, um, naturally proteins are going to get denatured and they're going to coagulate and settle to the bottom of the kettle, right? So we whirlpool to speed up that process and get everything to settle into a nice compact cone in the bottom of the kettle. Yeah. Uh, and then we transfer through a wart chiller that's just um, like counterflow with cold water. Yeah. And then okay. into I've the fermenter that. it goes. And then we pitch yeast. And pitch from there, yeast? So it's like sprinkle on top? Is that we <laughs> stand on the pitcher's mound and throw it as fast yeah. as we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but I don't really. Oh, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's, the, that, that's just, that's just the just, term for adding yeast. We, yeah, we just, just throw that's it the top yeast. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, open up the top. To so, up. like, honestly, sometimes yeah, it's okay. hard to remember what words are, like, kind of brewing specific and what sure. words people wouldn't know, you know? Well, like, yeah. wart, that oh, was one of the first brew terms I learned was wart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, like, the, that's what you call it before, like, what, the last time you boil it or something? Or prior to it. Up until it has yeast. Up until, oh, just, okay, just up until it has yeast, that's the, yep, that's the stew. Yeah, wort is just sugar water. Drink lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What everybody doesn't want to drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's super so super sweet. Like it's black. it's it's like cloyingly sweet. Yeah. Uh, but it goes well with whiskey. Yep. Oh okay. yeah. yeah. You guys on, will have some days. some wort some wort and whiskey. Oh yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Homemade. Yeah. Quick quick brew beer. Back in the homebrew days. When you can't. Are you guys that. from Dayton originally? Uh yeah, from Belbrook. From, uh, from West Carrollton. Okay. I don't know, but this around yeah. Dayton. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah. Sound like yeah. Dayton. They're both suburbs yeah. of Dayton. Okay, um, all right. So I, I like kind of mentioned it earlier. Is, I mean, and Nick made the hand motion, uh, and that was my thought was, is the craft beer market just getting saturated? I don't think so. Well, I mean, yes and no. Um, yeah. We're getting to a point now where there are a lot of breweries, and it's, it's going to get to a point where it becomes even more competitive, and some people are going to you know, lose out and, and, and be, you know, have to close, uh, close down. I don't think the craft beer industry is ever going to go away at this point. Oh yeah. That wasn't my thought. Yeah. Yeah, No, 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 no. I just meant like, well, we have too many or something. I think like in the regional distribution market, where it's definitely starting to get get pretty close to a saturation point because we've seen, um, I don't know how much more beer Kroger can fit. Well, right. Exactly. It's like you show up to your local bottle shop, Kroger, Dorothy Lane, whatever, Um, and you see beer from all over Ohio, right, all right. over the United States, and it's just so tough to compete in that market that I think yeah, people are going to yeah. have like have to start realizing that they have to stay like hyper localized. Yeah, yeah, and make and, that their model. Well, yes. I remember even when like Jackios started, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we all went to OU, you mm-hmm. know. So obviously, it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're a little partial. very much a thing. Yeah, yeah. but like Sorry, I remember when they started. Beer. Like, 
Oh yeah, the yeah. same year. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, they when they first started canning, I remember thinking like, like what is this even gonna like? No one's gonna care. That's not in Athens. Obviously, I was wrong because they're like mm-hmm. distributed they're in huge. Michigan yeah. oh. and everywhere. And waffles found one good. in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so people was, like they're great. on the beer trading <laughs> subreddit all the time. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the, all those limited releases they do are always well. And I think that's very how they overpriced got it. and like their thing. It's like, good. I they're work with good and they're all good. I ain't gonna. It's like yeah. I haven't had many of their limited releases, no. but I've like I work with people here in Columbus that yeah. drive down. I know just for like just to get a couple of them mm-hmm. birds. Come on back. They yeah. limit yeah. what you can pick up at one of those. Yeah. So I got driven down, paid my money, and oh. got reimbursed for all of it. Just so you so could... he could have my oh, limited release sorry. beers. Nice. That oh, was pretty oh. cool. <laughs> it like oh man. Uh, do you guys do any of that like collect like going to those super rare like beer things at all? Does that not get you really. off at all? <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. yeah. No. It doesn't I, I, at that point we have people yeah. show up and bring them to us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Really cool. Well, before yes. you had a brewery, I guess. I, I mean, I did it like once or twice, and not nothing where you have to buy tickets to maybe buy. I know beer. that's such a oh. thing. I know, oh, like the yeah. dark. Uh, Dark Lord yeah, or Hunapu yeah. or something like that. Yeah, this it, it's a little ridiculous. I I don't love beer that much. That sure. I'll just go to the, it's the I'll culture. go to the liquor store and, and yeah, yeah yeah it's about the hype. Right. Yeah, it's the, it's the hype and the event mm-hmm. situation. Right. Yeah, it's not the taste. Like right. at a certain point, it's like yeah. this probably tastes ninety nine percent similar to something else that costs like a quarter. If not less. Well, right, especially you know, like going back to how large the craft beer market is now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you have beers like Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island that 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 was the barrel aged stout that everyone went after. Yeah. Sure. And now you know you can have that side by side with ten other barrel aged stouts, and they're all fairly similar. Like every, I mean, there's a lot of breweries making great beer now, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's it's harder and harder if you're those large scale production breweries to maintain that. You know, a couple large ones. Um, like Red Hook and Smutty Nose, they've had to close some facilities because of oh, really? how hard it is. Um, Green Flash out of San Diego uh-huh. had it know. had an East Coast facility that they had to shut down. Um, you know, it's it's really, I mean, it's kind of going along, kind of what Jackie O's does. Is, you know, I know they do a lot of distribution, but you know, if you want to do a lot of uh, you know, distribution in some way, you know, doing the small scale limited releases, like that's the way to keep the hype going and get people to come to your place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and it makes it keeps, sense. Well, like you're sort of when you're doing that, half of what you're doing is sort of like buying an album cover or something, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole point of beer, as I have always understood it, is that if you really worked at it, you could go out and perfectly duplicate somebody else's beer, um, because it's formulaic. It's not like wine where it's it's got the terrare or whatever they call it, right? You know, like where each know one is. is. It means earth. Yeah. Like like the dirt that it's grown in sure, sure. is supposed to affect well, yeah, the, the final product. And beer is more, you know, like if you can take reverse osmosis water and add the exact minerals that you want, you can make any beer. That's true. I think, I think you'll have some people argue that like with hop growing, you know, obviously like terroir matters. Terroir, with, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> terroir. Um, terroir. <laughs> Um, can you tell I'd only ever read the word? (laughs) So it's kind of like what he was saying. It's in wine, it's the influence that like the soil and the environment has on how the grapes taste and then how that ends up tasting in the final product. Sure. So environmental factors, I I suppose. But that you said that matters in like a hobby beer. Yeah. So like, I mean, 
maybe it matters in hop growing. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that there's actually concrete science out there that would say that you know location super matters in mm-hmm. what hops you're growing and if it makes a huge difference. But yeah, I think that's a conversation that's started within the past couple of years. Where do you guys get your supplies? Speaking of that. Like your 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 grains and your malt and your uh, we we there's just big yeah big regional supply yeah. companies okay okay gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah we don't yeah. we don't really Walmart like, yeah yeah no we just buy bags of sugar at Walmart make well, syrup well I, I don't know if you had like a oh there's this guy we get these hops from and, no we're know. pretty much just buying from yeah. like grain and hop brokers yeah cool. I've seen headlines, I should say, about like hops shortages and stuff. Do you ever find that you need to, like, sometimes it's kind of tough? It's kind of tough to get um, a few varieties. Like a lot of the Australian hops, it's a, it's really hard to get a hold of. Um, but like American hops, it's usually yeah. There's never really much of an issue. We had you know during the summer there was one point where there was like a shortage of citra hops, and we actually use that in the New England. But um, at least on our size, like mm-hmm. if we're planning to brew a new england ipa and they don't you know we can't get citra anywhere we'll be like well let's do an experimental beer you know like we'll use a different hop we, <laughs> that, we have cool. we have that freedom that's as easy. at our size which is right, which is right. really nice well and that always seems to be something unique of beer you know that you could do that mm-hmm. yep. um, versus wine just because the, the the timing of it or uh hard liquor or something like that right yeah. but is there but, much of a difference between like can, can you taste the difference in batches between of like the same beer do you notice much of i'd i'd say like at this point for that we will we're striving for less off flavors as we go at this point right so i mean in in our hellas it started with kind of a pronounced sulfur character when we first opened up and that's been gradually mm-hmm. decreasing um as we've gone along mm-hmm. like another one like our um like a lot of our beers i mean best way to describe it they've, they've gotten cleaner um, okay. You know, like for, for people, like, you used to pooping them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, like there's a lot. Of, sometimes you'll have a beer that kind of just leaves a an undesirable aftertaste sure. in your mouth, and yeah. just kind of you're just kind of like, you know, you, what is that? You know, it might be. It's like any time Caleb and I homebrewed. <laughs> oh, oh there was once maybe, but yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it might be. Yeah, it might yes. be really, really, really like astringent or um, kind of like a little you know, super fruity when it really shouldn't be fruity sure. or, you know, like Michael said, sulfur, mm-hmm. things like that are mm-hmm. a couple of different off flavors that, you know, we have, we just strive to decrease those in our beers as we go along. And, um, you know, a lot of that we get, we, we improve just from Im- improving our, um, yeast handling mm. and sure, sure. Right. Right. Mm. But as far as like overall, like this beer tastes like citra hops and Amarillo, it, it tastes like that from batch to batch, pretty consistently. Okay. You know? okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a huge difference in that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
Uh, the thing that I hear from like some friends and even our current our past guest Dan, he always talks about oh. how uh, bitterness and like hops have like he thinks it's ruined a lot of beer. Do you guys feel that way? Do you think that like like in the same way that like right. like hops, it's like it's a, almost like a um, what's well, like easy the go-to? Thing to it's a go-to easy thing to, to or it's to just like beer. yeah, like every. Do you think that's hurt hurt creativity or, or like every like microbrew has like hey check out our IPA? It's yeah, still thing that check out our double. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. We actually try to, I mean, at least with our tap list, we try to be pretty not IPA heavy. Sure, yeah. You know? There are enough cool. people that have like six IPAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah, one's got an orange in it. And this uh, one's got a mango in it. There right. was a period where we had uh, like three IPAs and a pale ale on out of ten different beers, and we still had people coming <coughs> in and saying, well, you, you have too many IPAs and pale ales uh-huh. out of ten beers. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want yeah try one of the others yeah 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 so it's the culture even the culture like the your your patrons didn't want as many ipas well i mean yeah that's part of how what our town is like it's a light beer it's a light beer sure sure so they go from budweiser to you right yeah Yeah. but but we we have noticed that people after starting with the hellas lager um they kind of people have gone from that to say our american wheat and then keep Mm. going up and like now they're drinking our ipas yeah you know we've gotten people we're we're, you know we've gotten to expand some people's palates to the point where they they don't mind when there's four ipas on but for the most part you know, we try to not have you know uh, too many on that's at cool. any time. Just just you know to focus on some other things. Well, and that's I think that's so cool about your breweries. You know, it is so hyper local. You know, yeah, yeah it's the you one know? in Xenia. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, right. I imagine and, that changes it so much more than like if it was the eighty fourth in yeah. downtown Dayton or something. Yeah, or the or the fiftieth in Columbus or whatever. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys are there any like favorite breweries that you have? You know that um, whether know, area or national. Yeah, yeah. Local wins. National or. <sighs> I mean, it can be, it can, it can be, yeah. <laughs> it, can be it can be whatever. I mean, know? I could say, like, all the German breweries, like Augustiner, really? Stefaner, that's, and all that that's stuff. That's where they, you find oh, a lot yeah. of inspiration? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Those, mm-hmm. I mean, those are just, like, incredibly clean beers, and the flavor of the raw ingredients just, like, really, really comes through a lot. That's cool. Hmm. But as far as, like, local people who I think are doing some cool stuff, um, I think Urban Artifact down in Cincinnati is oh, doing cool. yeah. some... We've played there. Yeah, yeah dude, love it. Whatever. Love it's it, a yeah. cool place. Yeah, yeah, interesting sour beers. Mm-hmm. I, I, think I was like, going to say they're sours and saisons and stuff. Or like Traditionalists yeah. would probably say that they totally suck, but... <laughs> Uh, because I mean they're good. You don't think the Augustiner guys would be into them? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, definitely not. They they don't I mean, want fruit floating around in there. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's <laughs> right. I mean, fruit. yeah, they're I'll putting out beers out. like the Gadget and Landslide, um, like Beethoven. All of those beers, you could pour them out into your glass and then finish it, and you would have just like rings of fruit pulp around mm-hmm. your cup. You know, oh, yeah, it's yeah. Just oh, super wow. super hazy, super chunky. Yeah, and that used to like, that used to be a total write off. For a brewery, you know, uh-huh. and, oh, yeah. yeah. Now it just doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Doesn't sure. matter. No. And I feel like they really came into that because I've played there and known them for years, and mm-hmm. you know that's what they developed maybe for certain reasons yep. or something. Yep. I think well, it's intentional. It's yeah. not like they left shit in the beer. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's oh, not. Yeah. It used yeah. to mean. I imagine at a certain point that context means like there's dirt in your beer. Pretty much. But yeah, in right. this in this way, it's like it, no, this was intentional. It's flavor. It's, yeah, this is like actual fruit pulp and fruit yeah. puree. Yeah. Stuff you're allowed to yep. digest. It's a smoothie in a cup. <laughs> is there like an area of the even the country in general, or uh, I mean, you mentioned I know you mentioned Germany. That, that 
you know, like, oh, I really love Michigan or Southwest um, Michigan or something. I mean, I Michigan does a pretty good job with the, with the beers. Um, I just said it arbitrarily. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of really good beer in Ohio. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the the Ohio beer scene is continuing to develop, and you know, each each major area, each major city is starting to get you know a couple really really big players that are cranking out some really good stuff. Um, Ohio has actually got a lot of speakers at the Craft Brewers Conference, which really? is yeah. So it, it's kind of cool to oh. see um, just like a lot of Cincinnati and Columbus representation at like a super educational let me teach you this thing kind of conference, you know what I mean? Do you so, notice like a style or school of thought in like an area? You know, like the same way you might see like scenes in music gravitate or like really strong in certain areas? I'd actually kind of say that we're starting to see like a lot of those smoothie sour beers start yeah. to come from like Southwest Ohio, okay. maybe like Southeast really? Indiana, Northern huh. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah, there's a 450 North out of Columbus, Indiana, and they, they do... Like the smoothie smoothie beers, like yeah. they have a whole smoothie beer series. Really, and yeah, them. I, we've had a lot of them and Urban Artifact. Like one of our one of our buddies that we're doing a collaboration beer with here soon has been just been bringing these in for us. And oh, cool. Yeah, like it's starting to that's starting to. I think you can start start to see those kind of creep out across the country, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh-huh. people start to just throw hundreds and hundreds of pounds of fruit in each beer. Wow, interesting. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, if you saw like a new type of beer or something emerging, mm-hmm. it sounds like that's 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 the smoothie beer. I right. think it's going to be the next. I can't think of one of those thing. that I've tried. Yeah, I've I never mean, had, I've had one. So it's just we're going like to have to make an very sweet. I mean, it's just a lot of fruit and yeah, stuff, it, right? yeah. I mean, it's, with is is that a saison? I mean, with like a lot of urban artifact stuff, they're calling them Midwest fruit tarts, which I think they're just using a and like. Totally take this with a grain of salt because I have not talked to these guys whatsoever. I'll take it with a pitch of yeast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm assuming that they're just using a clean souring bacteria to get like a nice clean sour profile and then a clean ale yeast to ferment out the sugar in the beer. So you get like a just a I clean. I love how technical that was. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. You, you get a clean beer with a nice, um, super present and robust fruit profile from it. Mm-hmm. If you do those things. Do That's you write weird. the descriptions for the beers? Uh, Does anybody write usually, We usually, yeah, it's usually us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, just you, have, you use so much terminology that's like, wow, that's so specific and mm-hmm. cool. And, you know, like, yeah. I see that in buzzwords. Yeah, yeah right. sure. They're all yeah. in there. Sure. <laughs> Robust. <laughs> yeah, like three or, four, three or four years ago, you had the uh, New England IPAs coming out of, like, Boston. You, like, I mean, uh, what, Treehouse? They're out of Vermont, I think. There, yeah, Treehouse Trillium. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, you had, you had the Alchemist. You had breweries like that pumping out these, and now everyone's trying to make these. Uh, at a Great American Beer yeah. Festival, this was the first year that they had the a hazy IPA category. And there was a category. Wow. There was, yeah. I mean, hundreds of beers entered in that one. Wow. wow. Yeah. I think I think four like, or, four or five hundred beers alone in just one category. That's insane. I mean, like, can you imagine just freaking acing all those? It's like, no. How do you? How <laughs> I, do you I think, distinguish? I think, yeah, well, I think it's like, you how does, I would hit that wall. Anyway. How do you distinguish? Well, it, yeah, and to me, it's <laughs> so just this like is my favorite. The variety. first one you taste is so different, like just because you have you a clean palate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like that first one's gonna stand out so much more. Like, mm-hmm. how do you not have such a bias? I For the moment, it sounds overwhelming. Right. Um. But really, just some places win consistently, right? So that must give some... Like, I imagine they're yep. blind tests. Yep. So either the judges really like the brewery and already know what it tastes like. Yeah. Or, yeah. Which I'm sure in some ways they do. It's like, oh, this is probably from this brewery. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's... You You guys know. mentioned uh, earlier uh, how brew laws have changed, right, over, over the years. Um, uh, 
So like, what ones have? Because like, I know there was like an ABV change, uh, I don't know, eight years ago or something. What ones have changed that have led to this like craft beer? So situation. I mean, as of a few years ago, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but um, Ohio breweries could start brewing beers that were above twelve percent. Um, oh, and what year? Uh, I think it was, it was 2016. I think 2016 or 17. Huh. Yeah. It was, so it was just, I mean, it was just a change. couple years ago. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, and breweries from outside Ohio couldn't sell beer that was above 12%. So if, wow. let's say, if founders from Michigan did a batch of um, Kentucky Breakfast Stout that, that was above 12%, they would have to brew a special batch just for Ohio to just wow. to send yeah. it to Ohio. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. not the case anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that's made it a lot more easy. It's made it easier for distributors to start bringing beers into Ohio. Yeah, they don't have to go through another hoop. Right. And why um, was that there in the first place? It's different from state to state. I mean, just recently, you know, we we're amazed that we're we were finally able to sell beer above twelve percent. I mean, down in mm-hmm. like Alabama, Mississippi, um, Georgia, like they're able to just now get up to ten percent. Is that ba- I imagine that's, that's so basically just to get around because there there's so many like taxes put on stuff. So obviously you can evade taxes by making stronger beers. So I imagine a lot of it. Has well, to I know uh, probably. Sometimes I think it's a function of like how conservative a society is, though. Like, oh, it's, because right. they're, it's, they're it's, also it's a lot more too. strict about sure. uh, homebrew laws in the South too. I think you're huh, really. Well, yeah. I think I feel like homebrewing was was illegal up yeah. and and Alabama I think up until recently. Yep. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean that's not surprising. But that's because it's out. That's so, it, that's so interesting. <laughs> that just not end that. up with like more stills out in the woods, though, instead. That's so interesting. It's not widespread that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know um, about a lot of legalization laws. The, the beer law that I always thought was super funny was like up until 78 or something, like you had to have access to rail in order to like be a brewery, like in America. Hmm. Like, like huh. before that year, it was literally like Coors, Paps. So it was like five or something, right? Right. But like, like all of them in Milwaukee, but, and, and it was it was literally written it was literally written so that like those like six breweries could like only be the only right. breweries, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and those those you know were not in those days. So right. I mean, and and um, the yeah. the Ohio Craft Brewers Association, and like I mean, each state's uh, like, each state has its own brewers association, and then you have a national brewers association, mm-hmm. and they have been starting to get a lot more active in state and federal legislate uh, legislation, mm-hmm. like lobbying really hard. Like uh, just just recently in Ohio, we had a um, they they tried uh, Anheuser Busch InBev tried to mm-hmm. stick in a um, an amendment in a bill that had nothing to do with beer, which had nothing to do nothing with to do about beer, but it was so they it's could probably with abortion par, it, par for the course. <laughs> right. It was it was so they could um, give away up to five cases of free glassware to a bar. And if they bought their product, if, if they bought their product, oh. so they they so were free they, right, yeah. and and sure. that way they start uh, just occupying more tap handles sure. in each bar sure. and then you know oh it's five cases now well in two three years we'll make it seven or we'll sure make, you know, they keep making it so it's hard you know push us out as yeah. little guys but because um, they're probably getting pushed out in a lot of ways right maybe. That, well that, and, and honestly like glassware is such a major expense for bars mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. people don't realize like how much bars and breweries spend on glassware every really? year yeah, so getting that does surprise me. getting like five free cases of glasses honestly means a ton. Sure, to sure. a small local bar owner, right? You know? Yeah, and but yeah, fortunately, fortunately, the OCBA Ohio Craft Brewers Association um, spread the word, and you know, to all all the breweries, and we're like, hey, you know, call call yeah. your senators, yeah. you know, get them, and yeah, it's you know, we've had a lot more active. Um, uh, 
a lot more like activists and, and wow. politics and as far as the beer industry goes and it's it's more starting to change yeah it's yeah. changing things to make it easier on all of us see I just imagine you guys like getting those five cases of glassware and then like putting name tags over it like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's devil wins right <laughs> here you go hi <laughs> my name is <laughs> getting it out of there uh, I, 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 probably my last question I don't know when you guys started this brewery um, did you guys have like a almost like a, a mission statement or do you have a mission statement for like the future of what you know you guys want to do as a brewery you know i think at least for me personally and i could probably say the same for doug the goal for like on the brewing side of things on the, on the production side was to make the cleanest beer that was going to be available like around our brewery and i think we're getting close um and i i think we're doing a good job of adhering at least to that goal yeah but, um you know we just we just strive to continually make our product better you know as good as we as we possibly can um we don't really have goals to be the next Rheingeist or yeah like hoofhearted or you know we don't want to be huge please don't be hoofhearted yeah please don't you know we we don't we don't need to open up a giant production facility and hotel like Brewdog like we we want to stay we want to stay airline right we want to stay local and regional but you know uh I mean part of part of the reason why we did Xenia was we want to help help the town too. Yeah, you know, it's, we, it, we, we want to be an establishment that you know. Uh, <coughs> We're gonna be a Xenia institution, right? Yeah, yeah. twenty years. It's you know? a staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you'll become a staple of Xenia, Ohio. Right. Yeah. When you know, with with just how, like Jackie's is a staple of Athens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. No questioning that. Yeah. Yep. You know, like everybody in Athens knows whether they drink or don't. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Jackie's. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we just want to keep making good beer. That's great. I think the I think the community aspect of it is like so beautiful and important and like. Whether whether you drink or you don't, like the idea of people gathering in one place and like just getting to know each other and like bonding side by side is such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And especially in a place that doesn't have that, un- unlike a Columbus where there are are what I don't even know how many breweries we have. There's that but... Ale Trail. I don't have, there's like <laughs> impossible. There's like the same amount more. that are on the Ale Trail that aren't on the Ale Trail. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. many now I don't even know. Yeah, yeah like it's... a scene like this that clearly doesn't need another craft brewery and like what does that word even mean? But like yeah. some, you know, like an mm-hmm. actual institution. I just think that guy. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cheers to you guys. Yeah. Let's end it. Yeah. With, well, I can't choose on an empty glass. Well, now. Uh, what's the one I haven't tried? Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank thanks you so, so much. much. Seriously. Thanks for sticking around. Sincerely. Yeah. If you liked what you heard and you want to support the podcast, uh, give us a like on Facebook, rate us on your podcatcher of choice. And, uh, you know, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe and pass the word. Speaking of subscribing and supporting uh, also the, the biggest thing you can do right now for us is, is just to share the content, you know, uh, support the people and the artists and, and wonderful people that are on our episode and the wonderful music and other people that we feature on the episode. So it's yeah. all about supporting and sharing. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is to just create a community of nice, interesting people. And we'd like you, the listeners, to be part of it as much as Absolutely. possible. So check out. Share, you know, share this with your friends. Talk to us. If you have any thoughts after listening to an episode, reach Please out reach to out. one of us, either through Facebook or just leaving a comment on the actual episode itself. We'd, we'd love to have a chat with Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great night, buddy. Sincerely. Yeah, yeah. have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Great one. I'm sorry.